kickoff on one of the biggest days of Boston College's season is just 24 hours away. This is a big one. Boston College has got to figure out something against Holy Cross, but who's going to be the guy under center? Is it going to be TC? Is it going to be Emmett Moorhead? We're going to get into all of that, and we're going to be joined by a very special guest. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. So, the big news all week. What have we all been talking about? It's been that quarterback situation. I vented and raged and went kind of crazy about what happened between Emmett Moorhead and Thomas Castellanos in last Saturday's loss to NIU. I thought it was a mismanagement at the time, and I still think it's a mismanagement right now. Today, we're now 24 hours away, and Jeff Halfley has still not officially named a new starting quarterback. He says he knows who it's going to be, but he's not going to announce it with due respect, he said, until kickoff. I guess you can play mind games with Holy Cross if you have to. It still seems kind of Bush League that you have to get to that level that you can't even tell who your quarterback is. Like, if you're playing a FCS school, you should be able to go out there and just say, this is our quarterback. Beat us. Good luck. But we're, apparently we're at the place where we have to be careful about who, what we let Holy Cross knows. No. Now, my big question is, who will be the starter? Who do I think will be the starter on Saturday? I think both who I want and who I think it should be, who I think it will think it will be, excuse me, are both the same people. And that person is Thomas Castellanos. Now, I have already said I thought that what they did to Emmett Moorhead was dirty. Well, not dirty. I just I just thought it was I didn't like it. I thought for a guy that was supposed to be the future of your football program, for a guy that you had pushed to the moon that you got rid of Dracovic that you brought to media day that you pushed in front of the, uh, you know, the press that Moorhead would be the guy, but that time has gone and passed in two sets of downs or whatever it was. Castellano showed that he could be the guy and he showed that he's dynamic. He can throw the ball. He's got the legs to do it. I think at the end of the day, Thomas needs to be the starter. And I, th- I hope he got starter reps for most of this week because, you know, some of the things that we saw that were issues, uh, you know, whether it was his, you know, just his touch on some passes or, you know, uh, the things that were going on, you know, with the interception where he underthrew it, some of that stuff can kind of get worked out if he gets the time. I, I worry that he missed a practice or two and it was, you know, kind of just, you know, blended together. B- BC has to pick Thomas Castellanos to start on Saturday. I don't know where Emmett Moorhead's head is at, but I imagine he's probably still thinking behind him. If he goes out there and he doesn't play as well as he could, then he's going to get yanked. 
Castellanos clearly, he, I mean, you saw the swag and, and the energy he had that whole second half. Get him going, and he could be a leader out there on the field. Got a good enough arm. I mean, that pass to Jaden Williams was beautiful. Um, and if those play, as Mitch said earlier this week, if those players don't drop the ball, if they don't make the mistakes, you know, he looks like QB one. And so he's got to be the answer. He's got to be the guy. And I, Jeff Halfley also said that he may play both quarterbacks. Please don't, please don't do that. You don't need to get cute with your offense. If Castellanos is out there and he's doing fine and you're getting points, don't get cute and put Emmett Moorhead back out there. Just go out there, score your points, do what you got to do to be put away Holy Cross. Don't do things that could put your team at risk for losing. Two quarterbacks playing in one game or switching out has never worked. And let's be honest. When Chris Leak and Tim Tebow, who is always like the gold standard of playing two quarterbacks, when they played for Florida, Chris Leak was the quarterback. Tim Tebow was more of just like an option running back. That's not saying enough about what Castellanos can do. Castellanos is more than just a, you know, a, 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 a guy with, you know, good speed. He can throw the ball. So don't get cute. Boston College is not the University of Florida. They just need to go out there, let your quarterback one who, I assume will be Castellanos. Let him cook, let him get comfortable. And then, then you should be able to get that win and get yourself ready to play Florida state, which I'm not even going to get into now in a moment, we are going to be joined by Tom Devitt of friends of the Heights. Now this is a pre-recorded interview. I did earlier. I'm live right now, but hopefully this works right. Cause I, uh, I'm trying something new. So hopefully everything on this on, on our end is going to be okay, but we'll check it out. See, let's, let's, let's try something new here on locked on BC um, and play a, a recorded interview. That's not really live. Now, if you are in the process of doing hiring, are you looking at LinkedIn? Cause you need to these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out, check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the right people for your top team faster and for free. So get that job up there. Add your job. Add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. With simple tools like screening questions, it makes it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to hire. So if you're out there, like I, when I'm hiring, I got myself a Mitch Wolf. It was a perfect hire. You are going to be looking for your perfect hire. You need to get out to LinkedIn. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn not jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. That's LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is Locked On BC. I am your host, AJ Black. We're going to get into our interview now with Tom Devitt of Friends of the Heights. Here we go. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Today's show, we have a very special guest 
He is the general manager of Friends of the Heights. It is Tom Devitt. Dom, how's it going? AJ, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, it's a real pleasure uh, to be with you today. You do amazing work, and and the BC community is really, really fortunate to have you. Thanks so much. Uh, I appreciate that. I like to hear things like that sometimes with all the hard work we do here, right? So we, we're here because we want to talk about Friends of the Heights. I want to talk a little bit about what you're going to be doing. Um, so you have a history as a coach. You were head coach at Hartford uh, recently. What made you interested in becoming a GM and how did it lead you to this job? Well, it's, it's a wonderful question because it's really a brave new world in college athletics. Um, the reality is, uh, figuratively, when the alma mater comes calling, it, it's really hard to turn this incredible institution and its community down. So you heard about it and uh, you, you applied and did you meet with Father Leahy or did you meet with uh, um, the director? the AD, excuse me, uh, who did you talk to, to kind of get, get, get the ball rolling on this? Yeah, no, it's, it's a, uh, a, a, an unbelievable question. So friends of the Heights is a third party. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while we support and empower Boston college student athletes and, and really pull for the coaches and, and do everything we can for the community, we're really not, a, um, under the Boston college umbrella. Okay. Um, Friends of the Heights is powered by a company called Blueprint Sports, and Blueprint Sports is starting collectives all over the country currently. Mm-hmm. Um, my former assistant coach, uh, who's a great guy named Tim McLaughlin, a real uh, you know high riser in the athletics industry, was a former student manager at Boston College, and and I hired him out of college uh, when I was coaching at Wentworth in Boston. Uh, he is now working for Blueprint Sports, and he called me up one day and he says, "Hey, coach, do you have any names, any good names for the GM position? We're we're vetting some folks." and And I said, "Well, I, I've got a name for you," <laughs> <laughs> and um, I suggested mine, and and we started the ball rolling. But uh, the reality is that Friends of the Heights was started by you know a, a group of incredible. Uh, and loyal uh, alums, mm. uh, Joe Popolo, Brian Tusa, Scott Mutrin, who we all know uh, and love, and, mm-hmm. and Sam Rea, who was an incredible track and field student athlete. And they did that, you know, to really, um, you know, ultimately they, they wanted to uh, keep student athletes who value the degree uh, from departing as they got older. And, mm. and it's this, this new brave world uh, envelops all of us. They, they really wanted to keep the student athletes at value BC. So how has the first couple of weeks of the, on the job gone? Like what have, what have you, how have you jumped into this job? What, what is your uh, kind of, what, what have your roles been and kind of how has it been going? Well, I'm grateful to be here quite honestly, AJ. And I've been telling a lot of folks this, I'm, I'm drinking from the fire hose right now. <laughs> um, it, it's a wonderful opportunity uh, but in order to, to grow this and grow this properly, we, we really have to dive in. And, and we've been doing that. Um, a number of student athletes have been doing uh, engagements right through the end of August. And in, engagements in the NIL world is a fancy way of saying appearances. Um, you know, so we have a number of student athletes under contract and they all had to and got to do uh, engagements in August. So my first 10 days or so, 
was really coordinating those appearances, connecting with the student athletes. Um, one of the very neat things about Friends of the Heights is one arm of it is a 501c3 um, tax deductible organization. Um, and and so ultimately what we do is we partner with many other 501c3 organizations. And uh, what that means is student athletes can earn their NIL uh, doing service work within the community. So we've already done work with the Pine Street Inn, uh, with the Greater Boston Food Bank. Um, uh, Just saw it. It looked like the basketball team was giving out backpacks or something today. I saw Yes. It. Yeah. yeah. So the basketball team was involved um, in a summer league called No Books, No Ball. And uh, it's it's a 25-year-old summer league uh, run in Roxbury. It's very, very impressive. Uh, they do a great job. It was really community celebration. And that particular day, they were giving out school supplies and backpacks um, mm-hmm. to youngsters returning to school. Uh, we also worked with the Dorchester Elite Eagles uh, football program. If you can imagine uh, an entire football program of five-year-old teams all the way up to 13- and 14-year-old teams practicing uh, on different corners of the same field. Uh, we had a dozen football student-athletes of our own come by, um, talk to the, the youngsters there, sign autographs, You know, talk to the parents. They, they were great. Uh, juicing up the young young football players from Dorchester. So um, I can tell you this, in, in the two weeks I've been doing this, I've been so impressed by our BC student-athletes. Uh, they are energetic. They are giving of their time. They, they want to do this the right way. And ultimately, you know, BC is going to do things the right way. And one of the things that, that they're doing is, is this 501c3 partnership. Um, Now, in a moment, we're going to finish our conversation with Tom Devitt about Friends of the Heights. I hope you guys are enjoying this. This was one of my favorite interviews I've done. Uh, We'll get into his thoughts on where this goes and how you as listeners can help out, even with small donations. You're going to want to hear that. Now, I am a big fan of going out to plays. I I love musicals. I love going to to shows i love going to games but getting tickets can sometimes be a pain not when you're using game time because with game time it's not stressful it's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy and theater near you what i love about game time is when you go on there you know where you're going to sit this is game changing right here you see where your seat is you know what you're buying there's no surprises and they have a Price guarantee, meaning they will credit you 110% of the difference if you find a lower rate. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On College for 20% off your first purchase. Again, go to Game Time, the Game Time app. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use promo code Locked On College for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. This is Locked On BC. I am your host, AJ Black. Now let's finish our conversation with Tom Devitt. And 
you could see the work, obviously, when you look on social media, the work that the players are putting into the community, which is great. And that really seems to kind of gel with what Boston College is all about. Um, and then the, to hear the stories of the players because of the work of Friends of the Heights that do stay aboard. Um, and that, again, you, you see more and more Boston men, Boston College men and women staying aboard because of the work of this 501c3 that's so important. Now, we're, you know, NIL, as you said, it's like a brave new world trying to figure things out. And every time you turn on the news, there's, you know, new legislation, there's new things popping up and it's hard to grasp where this is all going. Now, how do you, what are your kind of views on how NIL should work at Boston college and how it should go forward with the, with people in the Eagles? Well, I, I, it's a great question. And before I answer it, I, I want to give everyone an opportunity to follow a, um, a terrific lawyer uh, who posts a number of things online about NIL. Uh, his name is Mitt Winter. Um, he actually played basketball at, at William and Mary. And uh, in my younger days, I coached against him uh, when, when he was uh, with the tribe and um, he just posts incredible, incredible insights on NIL and ultimately, like you said, there, there's so many drafts of bills out there, right? You know, some senators are, are drafting uh, bills that, that are, are trying to restrict, you know, some of this and, and others are drafting bills to enhance student athlete freedoms and, and rights. So it's, it's an interesting uh, scenario because you've got two very, very different, um, you know, forces, if you will, converging. Um, where I see this going is you know, NIL is governed by state law, right, ultimately, and and where state law doesn't have a say or doesn't have something in place, it's really up to the individual institution to to kind of, you know, regulate it. Um, th- there's going to be change, I can say that for sure. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's definitely going to be, you know, there's going to be some fluidity to this thing. Uh, whether or not, uh things are, are restricted or expanded. That's really the, the big question. And even Mitt Winter talks about, you know, geez, I, it, will there be a point where student athletes must be termed employees, you know, mm-hmm. in which case they could unionize, or will there be a point in time where student athletes will, you know, request a, a share of TV money. Right. Uh, there's, there's a lot that, that's going on out there. The comforting thing for Boston College and our community is, um, you know, that that we're always going to be in compliance. We're going to do things the right way. And we're going to combine that with empowering the student athlete to the best of our ability. So that's that. And that sounds like the, the goal of Friends of the Heights. Now, you've jumped into this job. And as you said, you're you're drinking from a fire hose, you know. You're taking this leadership job at Friends of the Heights. How do you want to push this collaborative or, or, you know, NIL collaborative forward? And like, what kind of goals are you kind of setting out for yourself as you as you step forward in this new job? Well, I tell you, the ultimately the board, which is made up of of these four gentlemen who who started Friends of the Heights, what they ultimately want to do is service every student athlete or every team, you know, at Boston College. We are making great progress every day. We're not at the point yet where we can do that fully. Um, So our focus initially is on the revenue sports. 
Um, obviously, the ACC, the Hockey East, very competitive uh, leagues. Um, it's our intention to be at the top of those leagues. And ultimately, the resources available to the student athletes can certainly help that. I think in in a long-term, long-range scenario, we would like to service our 30-plus teams. Um, but we we can certainly help the cause with individual student athletes from many teams right now. And we, uh, we're, we're focusing on growing the number of teams that, that we can serve. So where can, so people can find you at friends of the Heights if they want to donate. Can you talk a little bit about how any fan can just go ahead and, and support the work that you guys are doing? Yes. And, and we're very grateful to have a, a passionate community. Um, I can tell you, we, we certainly need, help. We need assistance. Uh, we've had some incredible, you know, first year we've, we've been doing this now The friends of the Heights have been in, around for about eight months now. And, and, um, we've had some really, really incredible folks who have joined memberships, um, and, uh, with us, but you can go to friends of and you can be a, a member and you can, there are different levels of membership. You can donate a small amount, you can donate a larger amount, you can be billed monthly, you can be billed yearly. Um, you know, there's very many ways of doing this. And if you donate to the 501c3 side of it, um, it's obviously tax deductible, which is a great thing. We do have another arm of Friends of the Heights, AJ, where that's more of the commercial side of things. Uh, so a student athlete could um, partner with a company, a business, be a spokesperson for that business, um, mm. you know, and, and that's certainly possible. That That's more of the kind of what you see on, on TV as mm-hmm. NIL per se, right? The commercial side of it. But those two arms, uh, we would gratefully accept uh, assistance for, for either of those. Great. So head on over to Friends of the Heights. Now, I got some Boston College questions for you. I want to put you on yes. the spot. You're a basketball guy. Have you checked out the Hope Pavilion yet? And what are your thoughts? It's incredible. Yes, I, I have. Um, it, I, uh, I walked through it the other day, uh, you know, with, with some of the basketball staff and it's, it's really, really a, an unbelievable situation. And, and, you know, there, there's a dedication later in September that's more formal. Um, and look, it's, I was somebody who, uh, you know, a long time ago was a student manager here and a director of operations here. And, um, you know, the community is very passionate, but we needed something like this for sure. Mm-hmm. And and the Hogue is is exactly what, what the doctor ordered in terms of facilities. Um, BC has had terrific, terrific support for the Hogue. Um, there, you know, so much of the NCAA now is, is focused on the whole student, the entire student athlete. Uh, so there's nutritional aspects to the Hogue. There's a nutrition room. There, there's a lot of different things. There's a weight room uh for men's and women's basketball that's sports specific um you know in terms of the equipment there there there's a, a terrific uh, renovated locker room spaces down there for for both teams um it's certainly uh high level and and it it's really what an ACC uh program should have all right and i have one more bc question for you and this is going to ask you to go back to your time at boston college okay. What is your favorite Boston College sports moment when you were a student at BC? 
Um, well, when I was a graduate student, the I think the common answer in my career has been, you know, my first year of coaching as director of operations, I was a grad student as well. Uh, we beat North Carolina uh, in the NCAA tournament. Ultimately, we beat Indiana as well. Uh, we went to the Elite Eight. Uh, but beating North Carolina back then, it was the, the, the game itself. It was to go to the Sweet 16. And uh, we did it in my hometown of, of Landover, Maryland. Well, close to my hometown anyway down there. Uh, so to do that, right, and at the time, it was regarded as one of the greatest upsets in NCAA history. We were a nine seed. Carolina was a one seed, and they were also the defending national champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if if you recall the Chris Weber timeout from Michigan the year before, you know, or, or the the violation uh, that was a timeout when he didn't have any remaining, yep. uh, you know, that that was the the game that ultimately you know, um, assured Carolina of, of the national title. So that one was, was very, very memorable. I would also say winning the big East championship at Madison square garden was unbelievable. The, uh, the empire state building, uh, was lit up maroon and gold that night. And That's I incredible. Remember- That's incredible. Just to- I remember that very well. So. All right. So Tom, I'm going to get you out of here. Thank you so much for spending time and folks head over to the friends of the Heights website. You can follow the friends of the Heights on Twitter at Heights friends. Um, They're also on Instagram, I believe. I think I've seen you there and on Facebook. So all the socials, you can go to friends of the Heights. You can, I think you can click and get all their social media um, accounts there. Go over, get yourself signed up, become a donor, help out the great work that they're doing here. We'll be back in just a moment. Thanks, Tom Devitt. AJ, thank you so much. All right. All right. This is AJ Black. Hope you enjoyed that podcast interview. We wanted to get Tom Devitt on. You guys asked. We got him. Uh, We, you know, getting interviews is always something we're we're looking to do here at Locked On BC. So hopefully you enjoyed that. We had our prediction show earlier today with Mitch Wolf. Make sure you check that out. Follow me on Twitter at AJBlack247. We will probably go live after the game with a quick 10-minute or 15-minute post-game wrap-up. And then on Monday, we'll we'll wrap up everything that went on during the weekend. You're going to want to make sure you are subscribed. If you're listening live, hit that like on this video. It does help us get new um, subscribers and people. It's quick. It's free. It's easy. Thank you so much. We will see you all again soon. Take care.